Tiffany lamps. The lamps are made of crushed opal, which is why they look so opalescent. The wall covering, and please don't touch it. Everybody wants to touch it when I tell them that it's crushed, not crushed, embossed leather from Italy. And it, all of the fixtures and the wall coverings, everything in this house is original to the house. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't uh, know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome everybody to uh, another Strange Uncles episode. Um, this one actually is a little unique. Every now and again, uh, either Josh or I end up uh, going exploring. You know, whether it's local where we live. You know, of course, Josh in Stone Salt Lake. I'm in uh, Spokane, Washington, um, or out in a Skinwalker Ranch. If you remember some of those things, whatever have you. Try to get together and do these things. Um, I did another one, and I wanted to share with you, the listeners, on this. Uh, and if you remember back, I want to say probably about a year and a half ago, uh, I had a quick little topic that we we covered. We actually toured the Campbell House in Spokane, Washington. If you haven't listened to the episode, go back and, and look at the catalogs. It, it's pretty interesting. Um, Spokane is cool in the way that it's a blue-collar town. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're five and a half, six hours away from Seattle, didn't really rely on Seattle on that side because we're on the other side. We were what we call the inland northwest. Um, and Spokane's always been kind of a blue-collar town, really. And it's had its fair share of, just like any other city, you know, you're looking at the old days where you had booze and prostitutes and killings and all this other stuff because people just were kind of, you know, not really sophisticated, I guess, back in those days. And Spokane's none the different. But in the wake of all that, it actually grew up to be uh, kind of on its own, you know. And we sit on on our own, and and we've got you know different neighborhoods. And and one of the most infamous neighborhoods we have uh, is called the Browns Edition. And the Browns Edition is mainly where in the late eighteen hundreds, when we found um, ore and gold and silver, uh, eighty miles basically east of us, you know, towards Montana. Um, what they call the Silver Valley. A lot of the people came from back east and they settled in Spokane and they built these mansions in Brown's Edition. Um, and they were kind of the first oligarchs, I guess, if you will. You know, they're the ones that had the money in town and they're the ones that kind of made it what it was. Um, but with that being said, these mansions, of course, are, you know, over 100 years old, if not more. And on top of that, there's a lot of them that have stories about them. Of course, it goes with anything else, legends and folklore. And sometimes you can't really decipher whether something's real or whether something's not. But um, being the freak that I am, I enjoy going out uh, with equipment and touring these places, just like I did the Campbell House. You know, took recorders out there, and the Campbell House is known to be haunted. There's actually several different uh, stories and encounters at the Campbell House. And, and again, if you have a list to it, go back. It, it's really interesting. Well, I did the same thing on this episode. So uh, Spokane uh, annually, we missed it the last couple of years because of this weird thing called COVID. I, I've never heard. Anyway, um, they did this thing for Mother's Day, these two every year, where they open up not only the Campbell House, but three to four other mansions in the Browns edition. Everything within walking distance. Um, you get a ticket, they give you a brochure, they give you a brief history, and then you go on a walking tour 
uh, mansion to mansion, and you look at these mansions, the history behind them. A lot of them nowadays are either, um, of course, privately owned, but a lot of them are turned into a bed and breakfast, or they're uh, one of them's a law, law firm that a lawyer uh, sits in. Um, you know, they've just mutated into you know whatever they are now. A lot of the old mansions, due to um, the Depression era time, early 30s, 40s, uh, a lot of these were actually turned into apartments to try to get more money out of them. And then in the uh, late 80s, 90s, early 2000s, uh, managed to get them bought back and then changed back into the original format in order that looked like it as a mansion. Um, and so we had we went ahead and we toured these, uh, and I came equipped with my Zoom H6 recorder, uh, which records pretty decently. You hear a lot of background noise going on, but it's just us walking through the tours. Of course, I had a couple of EMF meters on me, and of course, we have some folklore. So there's actually three mansions that we managed to uh, to walk to and record. Um, each of them have their own sorted history. I do mention it as we're recording and we're walking just what's ever on the brochure. But what I will do as you folks listen to this is after each mansion is toured, I will come back and I will tell you whether it is true or false of what I can find of that mansion or that home actually being haunted. Um, you, Some of it's surprising, some of it's really not, um, but we'll just give you the inside scoop. I was able to come back and do research after we did the tour and kind of see where we you know, where we stood. And, and honestly, there was only one mansion in the group out of the three um, that I picked up anything on in EMF, and, and it was exactly where... Um, people say they have encounters. So that was interesting. Um, but nonetheless, you know, fascinating trip. Great way to spend Mother's Day. Had a newborn with us on top of that. Um, all fun stuff. So uh, bear with us as we play this one out. And the first mansion you're going to hear is the EG Mansion. And then we're going to go to the Morrison Mansion. And then lastly, the Patsy Clark. Again, all these in Spokane, all these fantastic history. Um, if you are anywhere close to Washington State, uh, you probably should make it direct to Spokane. You know, despite people calling it Spokompton. <laughs> you know, there's some really cool shit to see here. And as far as a haunted history goes, uh, it's actually amazing. I've never really lived in a place. It has so much around um, centrally located, you know, in one area. So it's uh, it's pretty fascinating. So anyway, stand by, everybody. Yeah, so Mother's Day, uh, we decided we're going to do the I said advertise it's called the historic grounds edition of Campbell House 125th anniversary um, if you guys have listened before you know we've been in the Campbell House but this one they open it looks like one two three five new houses in the Browns edition area which is kind of a high mucky muck neighborhood in Spokane but all the traditional old mansions um, half of these are reported haunted including the Patsy Clark mansion which is on our list so um, I think we're going to start with the E.G. Roberts Mansion, uh, 1923, and then uh, and then go from there. So stand by. So here we go. Yeah. Okay. So here's the background on this E.G. Roberts Mansion. Uh, Bernard Lowenberg, owner of a mercantile building downtown. Uh, this 24-room, Jesus Christ, Queen Anne style mansion designed and built in 1889 by W.J. Carpenter. Uh, when Lohenberg lost money in the panic of 1893, he traded the house to noted Civic Railroad engineer Edward J. Roberts and his wife Mary Roberts. 
and was founder and owner of the Union Ironworks. Members of the Roberts family lived in the home until the 1950s, and it was divided into apartments in the 1960s. Um, classic Queen Anne style, right around porch. House operas have been breakfast. No word on here as far as being haunted, but we will find that. So there's that. Appreciate your honesty. Queen Anne's got a little sitting room. Wow, beautiful. Sitting areas. Oh, that's look at that fireplace. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Oh, oh. this is what I want for my museum or my yeah, book. No, I can make sure. Yeah, that used to be on the floor. Sure. Sliding glass doors. The staff would come in without saying, scan the table, bring it, no Oh, look at the rose. Shin there. <laughs> Interesting, amazing. Beautiful. Hi there. Hello. Doing good. There's the opening. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Bring it. No. We'll be hidden under the table. This is not This is not original. Oh, they got their safe here. Yeah. Dare to open me. <laughs> okay. Um, you want to go upstairs? Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of kind of cool. Basement billard room. Of course, you can't get here. You go ahead of me, huh? Using space, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, good, the Hi, how are you guys? How are good. You? Interesting. This is a nursery? Or no, bedroom. This is what looks better. Note the two doors to this room. Child cries, press a call button to summon the nurse. Of course, they had to live in nurse. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, well, money talks, right? Beautiful view. All lead windows. Still. Yeah, neat. Yeah, it, yeah. Sinks in every room. 
Did you say what room was this? Oh, this is Mr. Roberts' bed. Oh, there it is. Big sign. I should have paid attention. Wow. Bedrooms galore. What did they say? 23 rooms? Is that what they said? Yeah, I think so. Let me look at that. Oh, here you go. Yeah, it's literally a sink in every single bedroom. That's crazy. So they rent this out for investment, though, so this must be like for the bride gets ready. Oh, maybe. Mr. and Mrs., yeah, maybe. Over, oh, private. It's the staff. Oh, gotcha. So this is actually a pretty easy way down. If you can get your hand on this one. Yep, I just want to watch the, watch the wife and the baby. We've got, we've got them on both, uh, both sides. All right, I'll wait for you. <laughs> this is the steepest set of stairways. I thought our basement was bad. Oof. All right. Made it. You alright, honey? Yeah. Need a rope? I gotta take a picture of that. What? What? No, just the stairwell. Well, of you going down the stairwell, but maybe. It's pretty steep. Oof. Afraid of heights? Don't use that. Yeah, no. Beautiful. Hello. Tough stairs. Huh? Tough stairs. Yeah, they're steep. <laughs> we, we got that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me see. You got an outside sitting area. Anything else for the EG Roberts? I can't think of anything. It's now an event center. Okay. Cool. Well, that was the RG Roberts mansion. Don't know. And five living staff. If there's any. Yeah, you want to have this one come back? Alright, first up to pick apart is the E.J. Roberts Mansion. Uh, again, we talked about this, first one we walked through. Um, number one, beautiful. What I'll try to do is put some pictures in the show notes. I um, took some really cool pictures of this one. It really is mainly original, other than some things that were reclaimed. Uh, very interesting, some of the facets. But sadly, um, I found nothing on it that it could be possibly haunted, except for one thing. And 
You know, I'll read it because, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, again, folklore and stories to drive people going to the mansion or going to a bed and breakfast that supposedly is haunted, um, you know, is what makes uh, makes business thrive. But every now and again, you know, you come up with a dud in. But um, I did find something in written in June 30th, 2009, actually called Chelsea's Blog. Not around anymore, but basically uh, she was a person who had worked at the mansion um, on that summer of 2009, and she had written a quick blog about, hey, worked at this mansion, I did research, I didn't find anything on here, same as I did. However, she says, um, I have had my odd experiences, although I'm not altogether certain it was Marion's ghost or any sort of a ghost at all, which in the Marion's ghost was the only thing that I could, uh, that I really came up with, but again, it was, it was really a dead end. Um, anyway, this is what she says. One evening... I'm in charge of cleaning and locking up after an event at the mansion by the owner, Mary. Uh, I must admit that being alone after dark in the cavernous mansion that cold October night, ooh, she's setting setting the mood. Uh, it's been unnerving, uh, not due to fear of ghosts, but instead of fear of humans. Anyway, I'd finished dishes and put things away. I was about to lock up when I heard a loud crash from upstairs. Crash was definitely not a figment of my considerable imagination. The lights flickered and the beaded fringe that hung from lamps in the library swayed with its force. The crash, coincidentally, uh, came from the infamous haunted room, Marion Suite. Uh, Again, she has a picture here, which had been meticulously restored to the look the same as I did. Um... She went up there to investigate. I must have looked quite absurd. I had my keys clutched in my attack mode hand, and uh, in my right hand, a metal spatula of some sort in my left. Uh, it seemed a viable weapon, she says. Um, anyway, not hearing any movement or anything. Uh, she slowed down her breathing and ended up um, leaving the room. She felt like something was with her, but she didn't see anything. And again, Marion's ghost was the only thing that I could find connected to the E.J. Roberts mansion, and it's... Um, it's only mentioned really very rarely. It's not. So I, I'm, I'm going to say uh, this one probably doesn't have a lot of history other than just, you know, maybe some bad energy still stuck to it. Uh, so sorry to disappoint, folks. But that's EJ Roberts mentioned, and uh, we will move on. Next on the list, um, the Morrison House. Again, not sure if this one's haunted. I never came across any stories. Um, built around 1896 for the mighty magnet E.G. Kelly. The house was purchased by Peter and Agnes Morrison in 1904. Stayed in the family's hands for many years. Peter Morrison was a large landowner and farmer who bought the land around Salty's Lake and drained it. Of course he did. Leading the years of lawsuits when squatters claimed the drained land. Uh, his daughter, Je- I wonder where Salty's Lake is. Uh, his daughter, Jeanette who's married to Harry Wirt in the home, is thought to be Spokane's first female auto driver. Jeanette owned the home until her death in 1979. The exterior has been remodeled over the years, but shows a bit of Queen Anne style with its wraparound front porch and mansard roof. In the early 1930s, the Wirts divided the home into multi-generational, multi-family residence. More recent owners have restored it to a single-family home. Oh, cool. Continue to make improvements. All right. We're going to put our booties on for this. We're going to put our booties on for this one? Yeah. This is Morrison House, um, built in 1896, actually for a man named E.J. Kelly, who did not own it very long. He sold it to Peter Morrison in 1904. But Morrison, or one of his descendants, held on to the house until around 1980. So it was in his family for a very long time. And actually, Morrison was the one that was responsible for turning it into a triplex. 
at some point in time, perhaps during the Depression. I'm not sure when it actually happened. Um, it was still a triplex when the current owners bought it in, in 2017, and they've been working to turn it back into a single-family home. Um, the next group. <laughs> wow, so evidently the new owner has done most of the woodwork and the millwork. Stairs, the foyer, the hardwood, all of them. Awesome. Impressive, very impressive. Jocelyn. That's precious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Pull it. laughs> fell from illness. I'm not sure if it was in the house. I've got to look that story up. Um, EMF meter really never picked up anything. So. But could be. But for a mansion, one of the smallest mansions I've ever been in. That's for sure. Well, anyway, and that was the Morrison home. And I will dig a little bit deeper into some of these things uh, after we get out of here just to make sure we covered our, our bases as far as who was here, what may still be here, yada, 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 yada. Anyway, onward to the uh, Patty, Patsy Clark Mansion. All right, next on the list, uh, we do have the Morrison Mansion. 
Again, nothing, absolutely nothing, not even a blog, not anything. Uh, I researched this, and, and honestly, the, the mansion is a loose term, so <laughs> we were kind of surprised when we toured this one. It wasn't very big whatsoever. I mean, honestly, no bigger than your your normal you know split-level home. Not sure what considers a mansion, I think, mainly the history. Um, I will say the uh, new owners, especially the, the gentleman who, who uh, owns it, um, his redid all the millwork, his own floor laminate, um, the, the or not laminate, sorry, hardwood flooring, and it's beautiful. Beautiful. Like they, they are trying to bring it back to where it was originally, and they are doing a hell of a job. So if you have listened to this and new owners of the Morrison Mansion, you're doing great, um, and you could probably sleep pretty quiet at night because I don't think you've got anything going on there. So anyway, onwards and upwards. Alright, last but not least as we're walking towards this is the last half. So this is one I was looking forward to. This is the Patsy Clark Mansion, um, 28 West 2nd Avenue. Irish immigrant and mining millionaire Pat's, Patrick Patsy Clark. Oh, I thought it was a dude. Okay, there we go. Uh, wanted this eclectically styled 1898 mansion to be the most luxurious one, luxurious one ever built in Spokane and commissioned Kirkland Sutter to design it for his family. After Patsy died in 1915, his widow Mary lived in the home until 19... Oh, the father... Oh, that's weird and creepy. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? As we're walking, we see another haunted house, possibly. That's crazy. Anyway, um, his widow lived in in 1926, and it was bought by a series of owners who used it for a variety of purposes. After fire damaged upper floors of the mansion in the 1960s, it was threatened with demolition, but was saved when purchased and restored by a contractor um, who was asked to put a bid on it to actually tear it down. From 1982 to 2001, it was most well known as the restaurant Patsy Clark's and is currently an event center and law office. When the mansion was being built, cutter source materials from all over the world, sandstone from Italy, Tiffany windows, uh, St. Louis brick, which is why it took several years for the mansion actually to be completed. And this one here, and again, I'll go a little bit more into detail, but... Um, this is known. This pops up in Spokane's history as being one of the most haunted. Uh, not as much as the Campbell, supposedly. But I guess uh, his wife is known to hang out at the stairs, dressed for a party. Uh, there's some ominous things happening in the wine cellar, evidently. Something occurred down there. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at it from the outside, it's, uh, man, it's pretty impressive. So uh, here we go. It's going to be the Patsy Clark Mansion. Right, and we are in. Oh my god, it looks like a pretty dark, huh? <laughs> First, you have to go down and then up. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So, um, okay, so this way, oh, I guess I'm, I'm all sidetracked here. Oh, oh, I got it here.
get out of the pick for a second. Yeah, hold on. Let me put this. This is, uh, this is like dark, dark, weird. That was upstairs, right? Oh, wow. I mean, it's yeah. impressive. Wow. wow, even the doors. Oh, yeah. That's really beautiful. Crazy. What? Yeah, this is, uh, so this reminds me a lot of the, uh, the Campbell House, really. Yeah. Same room. <laughs> Yeah, that's where the wine cellar is. That's where all the spooks and specters are. Dang it, dagger. Yeah, I've been wanting to tour this place for a while. Oh, kitchens. Room here, and I thought it was going to be. It's been updated. Yeah. I like it though. Crazy. Careful. I like those. Those are. I want to get some of those. Oh, the little corner things? Yeah. On the stairs? I can't. I don't know what you call them. The little. Like just oh, is that what it is? They had a touch. More stairs? Christ. More stairs. I'm doing my workout today. Time to put in one of those little electric chairs. Wow, yeah, this is huge. Somebody's office? Yep, they got a office here, office here. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, somebody works right out of here. Yeah, neat. Huh. I like it. So we can't go in there because the lawyers don't want us in there. They did a good. They own the building. Yeah, lawyers. Oh, is that what it is? Lawyers on it? But they're still working. I know. But they're still working. Okay. And then that room there. Go down. Yeah. Interesting. Where have they seen it? Yeah, I know. I was Right. Yeah, more of like copper wallpapers. Very dark. Oh, are they wrong, everybody? A little, little built-in telephone cabinet. Interesting. Did she say that was Patsy's bedroom or something? Yeah. 
And his wife was up. Oh. I mean, that's why he saw him hanging out the stairwell. Interesting. The room existed, but he put a pool table in the middle. I like those push buttons. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Let's go a few more down. Yeah. If you can block traffic for me. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Would you like any more information about the space? Yeah. Um, originally, this was Patsy's bedroom over here. His wife Mary had the room at the end of the hall, and that doorway was a sitting room that connected their two bedrooms. Hmm. There's two more bedrooms here and four more upstairs for the six children. Um, the, this is Tiffany stained glass. These are also Tiffany lamps. The lamps are made of crushed opal, which is why they look so opalescent. The wall covering, and please don't touch it. Everybody wants to touch it when I tell them that it's crushed, not crushed, embossed leather from Italy. And it, all of the fixtures and the wall coverings, everything in this house is original to the house. And that's why they don't want us to touch it. I don't blame them. That's very impressive. Um, they did do, uh, Patsy died in 1914, Mary sold the house in 1950, so 15, if I didn't enunciate that well. Um, there were two owners, and then there were two more owners, and then the third fellow that bought it, uh, his, his company, he was a contractor, and his company hired him to bring a wrecking ball here and tear the house down. Mm -hmm. oh, and he couldn't do it, so he bought the house and decided to renovate it. So here are some pictures from, oh, from the renovation. The renovation was completed in 2004, wow. and he was here oh, about 45 minutes ago, and I had this delightful discussion with him. Um, he told me all kinds of stuff, but um, he said it cost more to renovate the house than it did to buy it. So, I can imagine. I imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> wow, thank you so much. You bet. It's amazing. Okay, I want to get a several The stairs at the bottom of the stairs here are original to the house. I forget how many thousand pieces of tile are in that fireplace, but it is in the thousands. And they were trying to, you know, kind of replicate the peacock design. All right, here's the stairwell, supposedly, where they see the office area here is for the receptionist. When you come in, she can direct you to see if we can't get something in that. Yeah, with all this beauty. And then from her office, you can see out the front windows. This is lovely. Oh, crazy. All right. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, so maybe we'll catch an orb or something. I don't know. Um, wow, highly, highly impressive. I cannot believe the artwork here. It's insane. And they didn't copy. This is exactly how our house looks. Oh no. Oh, no. 
that in. Folks, we have it. That was the uh, last passage of climb. So what I'll do is, um, for you guys, is I'll look up the other houses. I don't know what their sorted history is, but we will see. But that, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed the movie tour. All right, last but not least. This one was exciting. Um, I have been wanting to go to this one just as much as I wanted to go to the Campbell House. And that, of course, is a Patsy Clark mansion. Uh, you heard in the recording that uh, I did some brief history with it. And I have heard things um, that I didn't really have to research just about it uh, being haunted in some of the past. Um, and we won strike three. We got it. We got this one. Actually, I think something's going on here. Um, and let me tell a quick story. So uh, I'm going to do a quick blog here that I, I saw just a write up on, on, and this basically sums up what most people think is going on in the Patsy Clark mansion. Uh, even though the Patsy Clark mansion isn't a site known for any tragedies, it is still believed to be haunted nonetheless. These days it functions as a law firm, which it does, um, and attorneys who work in the building have reported hearing music playing as if uh, one of the huge parties the mansion used to host in the past is going on. Some of the workers have even claimed to see a ghost of a woman dressed up for a party on the premises. Now, uh, a couple things here. When they talk about music, that actually is something called the Singapore Theory. I learned this from Mike Perdue who runs uh, Ogre Paranormal. And a lot of times what you'll hear is the house has this energy or this this vibration to it, I guess uh, is a way to say it. Um, and some of the old sounds and that old energy comes up and you can hear it. And, and he actually did some investigations where they played old-timey music at like an old railroad depot. Um, and then all of a sudden you could hear the hustle and bustle in people's voices and the train sounds. And like it just set the mood for what, might have been the picture of the energy going on a hundred something years ago. Um, sounds like this is the same thing with this house. And, and actually, I found another article about a couple lawyers that uh, have reportedly heard the exact same thing, different time frame, things like that. So very interesting. Um, as far as a ghost on the presence, yes, uh, let me continue here. The rumors of hauntings on the property actually began around the time it was converted into a restaurant a few years prior, which I think is about 10 years ago, uh, there were stories of three entities lurking within the basement's old wine cellar. That was the other story I heard. They were said to be playful spirits with the reputation of making restaurant employees the victims of their creepy antics. Um, again, Spokane is full of spooky opportunities, da-da-da. So let's talk about those two. We did not have a chance to go down in the cellar because they had it barred off. Um, so unfortunate. However... Um, top of the stairs going down to the cellar did pick up some residual EMF uh, readings. I, again, 
you know, just again, skeptical to say, look, a lot of these old houses, they don't have shielded wiring. You know, they, they, they the water lines aren't grounded. Um, you're going to pick up what they call a fear cage. You know, so a lot of these homes, especially the basements, because that's where the wiring runs into. That's where the water piping runs into usually. Um, so it'll it'll build this fear cage because it's really nothing's grounded. And that's what it's picking up. So with that being said, I'm going to say that could very well maybe, but it was just kind of, you know, odd where I, I got it at. Um, then I also, we went upstairs, we actually came down and there's this grand staircase. And just like I said in the recording, the house is very ominous. It's dark, dark mahogany. It's the red velvet. It's a look of the day. Um, so it sets a scene anyway. Um, but where the woman is said to, which is said to be Pastor Clark's wife, I, I think, after I did some research on that, is she sits at the foot of the stairs uh, waiting for that uh, that party to arrive. Um, and, uh, that's when I picked up, uh, my EMF meter just spiked off the wall again. Uh, you know, the, the opal crushed opal lamps are there. There's some other things could be a grounding issue, but, uh, I managed to kind of pull away from the party a bit. The wife kind of blocked people <laughs> nicely, I guess, from coming downstairs. So I could take some pictures. I, I went through the pictures, didn't see anything, didn't see any forms or fog or anything like that that could have been something. But just a, a little eight-foot area back and forth on the stairs at a certain point, my EMF meter spiked every single time. Um, again, could be wiring, but uh, just unique because it falls right into that presence that, you know, this is where they're, they have cited this woman, you know, stressed for a party, ready to go. Um, so I, I think, you know, out of the three, we, we've, we got a live one here. So this may be, uh, this may be the one, um, want to share my experiences with listeners, want to share it with you folks. And of course, you know, if you have anything that you want to share with your hometown, we're always ready to listen. And even, uh, if you guys have, have caught it, uh, we're doing these strange oddities now, strange uncles oddities, where they're just little clips. They could be three minutes long, eight minutes long, whatever have you feel free to write in. If you got a story or something around your town area, place you hike to, whatever have you, share it. You know, we'll share it on the podcast. Uh, we're willing to hear uh, haunted history or weird history from anywhere in the world, you know, including, you know, your neck of the woods, you as a listener. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, hopefully you get a Spokane someday. And uh, yeah, that was it. Close the gates.